You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, in three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Freestyle Friday here. We are back again for the final show of the week. Hope you guys have had a great week. Listen, it's been quite a time trying to get through these shows a little bit down when it comes to my health, but I've been excited to have all of my hosts hold me down, carry the shows for most of the week. I'm just happy to have my team. I cannot do it without them, so I'd be remiss if I did not say how solid the conference team is. So if you are looking to hear from some great hosts every single day, I strongly encourage you to subscribe to our podcast, Locked On ACC. Hit us up on the Odyssey app. Make sure you get those notifications, whether it's Apple or Spotify, to know when we drop episodes. So you can always be in tune because we got some good guys with some great content to share with you every single day. And None other than my guy, Jersey Drake, back on Freestyle Friday. So happy to have him back. We've got some good stuff to talk about. We're going to end the week on a high note talking about our offensive, defensive players we love to see. Great team performances, who we think we're going to improve. And finally, who's getting a little too much hype? We're going to have that conversation today. But I'm also going to reveal my picks. I know you guys have been waiting eager all week to see who Candace is going to pick. People not on her team. And technically, I don't have a team, right? But. I do have some guys that I'm really high on and they're not from Carolina. So I'm just going to go ahead and reveal that now. I know everyone was sitting here. Of course, I assumed I was going to talk about Sam Howell. Well, you're in store because I'm not. So Drizzy Drake, welcome to the stage. So glad to have you. Thanks for joining yet again. Uh, It's good to be back. I missed last week, but I also want to point out to the folks at home that you have 50% as you know, greater than all hundred percent combined that you kill the show, you carry it. Trust me. We're just here for the ride. Oh, man, I appreciate that. that. That's all well and good. But we all know that everyone tunes in for Freestyle Friday. You know, that's probably the best part of the day. So I would love to know, just talking things out, we've had some really good offensive players talked about this past week. So we've had Jeff Sims come to the stage, Justin Ross being in there, Sam Howell, of course, a lot of guys that everyone's really high on. And of course, I told you guys I would drop mine, but could not let it happen without letting Drizzy Drake go first. So Drizzy Drake, the stage is yours. Offensive player who you feel like is going to put on this year. So it, the one, there's one benefit of going last is that I know who everyone picks. Unfortunately, Word. I have been had my offensive pick taken from me twice. <laughs> and ironically, actually, they're both from Georgia Tech. I'm a huge fan of Jameer Gibbs. I call him Baby Dalvin. I think they're very similar in the way they play. And Jeff Sims, I have a soft spot for because he was a Woody Tiger commitment. And I think that he, I'm so sorry, FSU fans. I think we went the raw move going to take Rodmaker over him. You just see with the mobility and the gun arm he has, they're going to be solid. But I'm actually going to go with a different player. And I literally just thought this, you know, 10 seconds ago, I'm a big Philly Jerko, Jerkovich. Jerkovic, yeah, Jerkovic. I, yeah. Yeah. I think the, because I think it's no secret that I've been very high on this Boston College team. And I actually do love the arm that Phil Jacobo actually has. And I think that he's going to be a key for them taking the next step. Because I think they, in my opinion, they're the second best team in the Atlantic. So I think that Phil Jacobo, I think, is the biggest X factor offensively-wise actually in the conference. You think they're higher than your Florida State team? That's Personally, nice. yeah. I think, uh, I, the spoiler alert, if you listen to an episode of ours earlier this week, I think we lose to Boston College. I think that Ooh. Jeff Howell is the better coach. I think playing over in Boston College is difficult, especially for a South Florida kid. Because, you know, 
we don't like the cold. That's why I moved back down here from Baltimore. And I just think they actually overall, they have a proven solid quarterback. I love Mackenzie Milton. If he's anywhere near 2017, 2018, then, you know, change, I changed my entire opinion. But we don't know how he's going to be coming from the injury. And that's kind of a tease for what who I think he's the most overrated team. It is a Florida State, but it's a very similar quarterback going through a similar sort of situation with injury. All right. So I have several thoughts here. One, we mentioned Dalvin Cook. How Dalvin Cook getting his degree from Florida State? You know what I'm DC talking Florida, about? Baby. We'd love to see it. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love He's the nicest dude ever. I, I've met the kid several times. Oh, my. He's the we love to see it. And then you're talking about Phil Jakovic, who I think arguably is one of the better quarterbacks in our conference. He certainly put on a show last season. And ironically enough, you know, Jeff Halfley revealed that he did not know the playbook well. And it kind of got exposed a couple of times throughout the season. But to do that well and not know the playbook, I mean, can you imagine how good he's going to be this season with some time now that he's on campus fully and he's going to be fully engrossed in the Boston College system, fully engrossed in Jeff Halfley's system? I'm a little scared. I'm a little I'm worried terrified. for anybody on the I'm Atlanta. terrified. I ain't gonna lie to you. I mean, like, <laughs> listen, like, like, people forget that, like, COVID also was a thing, and Boston College was probably the best team in a COVID year. Like, we thought they were going to be off. I mean, I assume that they're going to be pretty bad because under Steve Adazio, they didn't really do much about anything. But now with a full offseason where he's been on campus, he has the chemistry, they have some transfers coming in. The offensive line is always damn good. I think led by, I think his name is Alec Lindstrom. Like, that yep, team is going to be about so it. good. Yeah. No, I think. I know AJ. I know. I know if you're listening, I'm hyping up your team right now. But I think you should be super, super excited because like you guys literally have a what I haven't had in a lot of years, which is a consistent quarterback that you know coming into year two as actually a solid option. So I think that Bojakovic yeah. is definitely going to push forward for the Eagles to fly high. There we go. And it was really hard for me actually not to pick Alec Lindstrom as one of my favorites for the offensive player to go in the season because I always try to give love to my big boys. Right? We always talk about the playmakers, the quarterbacks, but you know the big boys. It's one in the trenches. And yeah, I just we, want to get out too, my man. love. Yeah. You need love too, man. I, I'm, I'm there with you for the fellow unit love right there. Trust me. <laughs> there it is. So I'm going to get my pick. I think that a lot of people were assuming I would go Sam Howell, which I hope he has a great season. I'm feeling, I'm feeling all the good vibes, the Heisman, all that good stuff. Sure, I'll buy into it at the end of the season when it actually happens. But for now, I think everyone is sneakily like not talking enough about Bam Knight from NC State. I think as a receiver, he's probably arguably one of the best guys going into the season. He's statistically up there with the best of them. He has already record books and has the top yards per carry at at NC State. He literally is a guy who rushes top three, you know, when it comes to rushing yards per carry. And I just overall think that he has the energy to really kind of make a move this season. Him playing with Ricky Persons and trying to figure out who was going to be kind of the lead man. I think this year is really going to see Bam kind of step into that role and be sort of that game ready. Always going to go to Bam if we need some of those extra yards, those big explosive plays. And so I'm excited for him. And of course, he plays in he's NC State guy. So I don't want him to win only one game of the season. Like if he wins every other one and shows out for every other one, great. But like come Thanksgiving time, like he's going to have to take that L. No, nah, I mean, he's really damn good. Like, yeah. actually, I didn't know who he was actually till the Florida State game last year. And I was <laughs> pleasantly surprised. I'm like, damn, this kid's actually, he's really nice. And I, I kind of, in my personal opinion, I liked him a lot more than the other AC running back that kind of got a lot of love last year. The one of Louisville, Javion Hawkins. I yeah. think he's a better, more improved version of him. And I'm actually, I am excited slash a little frightened for him to take the next step. Because I think, I me mean, personally, I'm not a big Devin Leary guy, but he's definitely going to be the focal point of that offense. And he definitely makes Penn State, you know, dangerous team to beat. A hundred percent. Well, we got more guys to talk about defensively. We want to get into those and also want to have the conversation around 
some of our you know, team predictions, whether we think, you know, guys are going to have leaps and bounds this year or a team might just be getting a little too much hype. But first, I want to remind you guys that Built Bar is out there. And if you have not yet gotten a part or got on board with this delicious protein bar, you are missing out. Do you know how many delicious flavors they have? Just about nine. So if you haven't tried them all, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors from cherry barcia to raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, strawberry, and more. I'm trying to tell you they're not only tasty, but they're healthy too. You can get the macro 17 to 18 grams of protein, only four grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors. Order yours today. Get all the flavors you want and more, whatever you would like. And remember that Bill Bar is the official protein bar for the U.S. track and field team. Shout out to the squad holding it down over there in Tokyo. Go to BillBar.com. Use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order at BillBar.com. So defensively, you know, we can't just talk about the offensive players who are all going to be studs and hoping that they have great years. But the defensive side is certainly going to be one to talk about. So, Drizzy Drake, tell me who you have who's going to make leaps and bounds this season on the defensive side. So one thing I've noticed that I don't think anyone out of all the hosts has actually picked someone from their own team. And That was the rule. You that cannot. was the rule? I yeah. cannot. And Damn. you're about to pick somebody from your team? 100%. I'll let you do it because it's Friday. It's Friday. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm <laughs> picking the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jermaine Johnson, the second. Okay. And I mainly picked him because I remember Kenton said a little, I know Kenton, you listen, shout out. What's up, my guy. And I know that he was giving me like, you know, who, is Jermaine Johnson really that good? He's like, doesn't do much of Georgia. I mean, listen, if you're a reserve defensive end at Georgia, I mean, Georgia has had what is these are the They have first round picks all the time out coming off the edge, but the man did tie the team for third and sacks coming into this season. Tied team for second for quarterback hurries. And sure. it's something that our entire team at Florida State needs a defensive player really badly. Really, really damn badly. <laughs> Trust me, we haven't had a defensive end since Brian Burns. That's four years ago. Ooh, wee. I that, love you some Brian Burns. Oh, I love Brian Burns. That's my man. Spider, <laughs> Spider Burns, the Spider Man. I don't think we end. love Brian Burns for the same reasons, but you go ahead. <laughs> oh, oh, I'll ask you about that afterwards. I'll ask you about that afterwards. <laughs> But no, like that's someone that we desperately need because we have defensive backs, aka that's why we're DBU. You come at me with that because that's the damn truth. I don't care Ooh, what Ohio uh, State okay. says. I don't care what LSU says. In Florida, you're trash. Come on. Okay. But with with our defensive backs need help up front to you know rush the quarterback because it, it can't be on an island all damn day. I think Jermaine Johnson is the key piece that we're going to be bringing in that actually will change our defense around. And he's a first round talent. And if if he shows out with that, I think we can definitely swing some some of these possible games into our favor. So. And I think it's interesting how, you know, Jermaine's coming from Georgia and everyone wants to talk about how the SEC is light years away. So I, to me, it says a lot about a kid that wants to come to a team like Florida State and really take charge early because I, you know, listening to him, clearly Coach Norvell, Norvell wanted him to right away be a leader. And I think that's something that like probably didn't have to do at Georgia being kind of lower in the depth chart. But now it's like, no, you're the guy. So like, I'm going to need you to figure it out and figure it out quick because we defensively need some armors to like go ahead and be bad. ready for battle day one. Yeah, we need it badly, <laughs> badly. And not only that, it's like, I mean, you see the suit that he wore at media day. I mean, that yeah. man is stunting, but also he, he was clean. From, he was super clean. The shoes too, spiked Christian Louboutins. That's my man right there. <laughs> but my thing is though with him, he also came from Juco. I didn't depend. Mm. I don't know if you ever watched Last Chance U. Then yeah. he went to Georgia as a reserve, and now he's expected to take a leadership role at FSU. And from all accounts, from what I'm hearing from my sources down there, like he's embraced it, and he's also pulling kids to the side like a Dennis Briggs or Quayshawn Fuller. And I'm actually super excited that he 
his impact will only be felt this season, but it will be also be felt once he leaves with you know, leaving the defensive end room, you know, better as a whole. What is he a junior? Yeah, I think I want to say he's a redshirt senior. A redshirt yeah, he's senior. a redshirt okay. senior. So he's he's old, man. Old. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know your thoughts on the Christian Louboutins, though. Let's go back to that for a second because I think pointy shoes are a little silly, but that's just me. But it seems to be a trend for like all the guys whenever you see the draft day. Now that I mean, now that NIL deals and we can just be open about like we have money, you know, all seeing right, see, all these like, flashy new shoes. I don't get it. What, what's the hype around? I got shoes? really flat feet and really <laughs> wide feet. So a pointy <laughs> shoe actually makes my feet look a lot, you know, smaller and not like, okay. you know, like some, some big foot stuff just slapping on the ground and everything. So I'm a huge fan of those. Shoes. All my shoes are pointed like that. Are they all Louis Vuitton? Okay, wait, wait. Are they all Louis No, 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 no. I don't got money like that. No, no, I don't got money like that. I'm going to turn you, but damn. Yeah, yeah, no, chill with that. He's living that Miami life, all right. I actually just finished watching a Netflix series called Cocaine Cowboys. Oh. And, yeah, I'm talking about Miami and, like, the whole cocaine game. And I was just like, I mean, it's easy to see how, like, the sell of the Florida lifestyle, the Miami lifestyle, you sell that. And so, like, when you're talking about Florida states of the world and all that good stuff, I definitely understand why people get drawn into that culture. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, also, that's a really, really good documentary, too. Billy Corbin's a, probably, he's the one that made the U part one and part two for ESPN. He's also did that, and I want to say there's another one he did for the Biogenesis scandal. He's a great mm-hmm. director, great documentarian. I've actually met him before, super nice dude, so everyone's like, they're not sponsoring it or whatever, but like, check out, check out Cocaine Cowboy on Netflix. It right, awesome. Netflix, come call us, too. What are you talking about? So, yeah, my yeah, guy- the shoes. <laughs> So he gets some Louis Vuitton in this mug. But uh, my defensive players that I definitely want to, my defensive players, excuse me, that I want to harp on is none other than Mr. Amari Barno from Virginia Tech. I think that he is the killer who's going to give us serious problems if you're talking about Carolina come September 3rd at 6 p.m. Listen, don't sleep on my guy. He moved not only from linebacker to defensive end, which is extremely challenging, but he literally led with an ACC high 16 tackles for loss last season. He led all five power five players. And I'm just sitting here to say, as much as I harp on Virginia Tech and their coach being kind of blah, I still think they have some dogs in there. They have a, a few, right, that get to the next level. We all saw with was my guy, Caleb Farley, who didn't even play and was like, yeah, screw all this. I totally understand. Going himself to the next, to the, the next level, going to the NFL. I think that Virginia Tech still has studs. They're just, you know, they're more, you got to fine tune those. You don't have the Cam Chancellors and company of the world. It's more just like the Cam Chancellor. That's it. Yeah, no. And you know what, folks? I'll give you one non-FSU player, too, that will, you know, watch out for a defensive player. Just Please. really, really quick. Um, I know he's, he's at Miami, but I do think Nessa Silvera defensive tackles probably. He's someone that I thought was Marvin Wilson last year. And by that, I mean someone that the entire team was able to rally around and play and bring the best out of everybody. Like, and I, I say that because before the game where they, I'm not going to speak about the score, but where they played us very, very well down in Miami, he, you see him you know, surrounded by all of his teammates, whether it be Gregory Rousseau, Quincy Roche, and Jalen Phillips. He was able to bring them all together. And like he, he wasn't the best player, but he was able to elevate all those around him. And he knew he had first-round talent on the defensive line. That was, he was a big reason why Miami actually played very, very well defensively for the entire of the year. So Nessa Silvera, I think, is someone to definitely watch out for. And here I was thinking you were going to talk about Bubba Bolden. And I was like, yeah, oh, my God, I had him on my list, too. But no, but I, I mean, two Miami players for you. That would have been a little bit. So, oh, don't, 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 don't. <laughs> I mean, I'm about to tear him down a little bit. So trust me, I'm good with that. Oh, my goodness. Here we go. So as we 
just switch gears a bit, not only talking about individual players, but teams as a whole. We all feel like there are teams that are clearly going to have leaps and bounds in the 2020 season. And I just have to know, you know, who do you think is going to make that jump? Because frankly, I feel like I have that energy and I'm, you know, six sensing it a bit. I thought it was going to be Boston College for you because you talk so highly of them. But please, if you have others and also Boston College too, if you want to, who do you think is going to make that jump? So when I was looking at our conference as a whole, I mean, they're like, you can't do UNC because I think, I mean, I think they're going to win the division. I know you're, you don't want to say that, but I think that's definitely going to be the case. And they're definitely going to be playing Clemson. And I, I, I'm in the upstate train for that. I, I'm, I'll be hyped up for you. But you're right. It is Boston College. I think they're the best coach team in the conference. I love Jeff Hafley. I've said it before. I'll say it again. He was the best coaching hire when, you know, we had the entire carousel two years ago. We also have Phil Dracovich. I think the defense will be vastly improved. And also that offensive line, to me, is nothing to joke about. I was yeah. debating putting Florida State here because I do love Mackenzie Milton, and I, but I really want to see how we do perform against Notre Dame because that would be a limit test for the entire year. But to me, Boston College is definitely be the team to take another step forward. And I'm, I really, really wouldn't be surprised if they finish second in the Atlantic, but they also might. Do they, pick, they play Clemson. I wouldn't be surprised if they keep it close again and actually beat them because I don't yeah. trust DJ as much as Trevor. <laughs> Listen, I'm not. I refuse. I don't even know what I would do if Carolina actually made the championship game. I would cry. But Boston College versus Carolina, I would love that. I just feel like that would be such a great breath of fresh air. Like two random teams, like, you know, that would we, people were kind of expecting, but not really. Uh, but I think Jeff Halfley, listen, Alec Lindstrom and Zion Johnson are two really great offensive linemen. And to me, again, you got some guys who can help give the quarterback some time. You're in great shape, especially in college football. But I think the team that's going to make the biggest improvement, everyone was talking about a lot. I mean, AJ Black ended up calling an audible and switching to the team that I was going to pick. But Georgia Tech, I really feel like they're going to have a decent year. I think they were one of the teams that were most hard hit and affected by 2020 and just kind of got through as best they could. Right. And I think Boston College is a little bit similar in that regard. But in terms of why I like Georgia Tech, it's because, frankly, the Coastal, anybody can win that battle. And then it's not like, oh, Carolina's shooting, Miami's not a shoe-in, Pitt's not a shoe-in, like hell, Virginia Tech's not a shoe-in. Nobody's a shoe-in in the Coastal because you see the flaws and you just know that on any given day, some shit's going to go upside down. So I'm giving Georgia Tech a stronger finish than most people think. Hell, I think Duke might finish. I think Duke's going to be most improved as well. I mean, you know what? I'm doing a tie because Duke, oh, okay. you, the bar is in hell when it comes to Duke offense, right? Chase Bryce is gone. Holmberg cannot do any worse. Like, he cannot do any worse than Chase. If you do worse than Chase Bryce, you should not be playing college football. So, I, I talked, we had Duke guys on uh, <laughs> after Locked On Seminoles, actually. We talked a little bit about that team, that game. I mean, they like Gunnar Holmberg, but it's more that is David Cutcliffe going to get in the way of Gunnar Holmberg? So, I, and I don't have as much faith in Cutcliffe. To actually, you know, really? to improve the team. I really don't. I think it's the game has passed them by. I think it's a, it's about that time for that man to uh, hang it up real quick. I and... love me some Coach Cutler. <laughs> I love him. I Like, he could talk to me. He could tell me a bedtime story. I would be enthralled. I just love him. Uh, I don't know. I don't, yeah, know I, don't what got, it is. I don't got that style spot for him. I, I feel about <laughs> the way about Dino a little bit. I like Dino Babers a lot, but that's a team that's not going to improve whatsoever. Yeah. I really don't think so. But I like your Georgia Tech pick a lot. I mean, I said before, I love Jeff Sims, Price, Sandalwood, Jacksonville, Florida High School. I think he definitely is, a, is a, going to be take that next step at quarterback because if you don't notice that, I think 65% of his picks or turnovers were in the first two games. And yeah. for the rest of the year, he actually did, did a lot better job with containing the ball. 
and you pair that up with Jameer Gibbs, who, in my opinion, is the, is the best running back in the ACC, potentially, if he was a different team, would he be a Heisman contender? So I definitely think that's a team to really be watch out for because Georgia Tech, it's cool now to be Yellow Jacket. Jeff Collins done a wonderful job there. <laughs> yeah, so. for sure, for sure. That whole 404 energy in Atlanta, and they're really embracing that, which, ACL. you know, I ain't mad at it. But, you know, with every good side, there's obviously a bad side. We got to talk about teams that, getting a little too much shine, a little too much love, because you're like, all right, I see it, but I don't. I'm going to go ahead and let you kick it off about teams that a little bit, a team that is overhyped right now. And I feel like I know who the answer is. Oh, you know who the answer is. <laughs> Kenton, I think I said it perfectly before, and mm-hmm. I think you said it too. Why is everyone assuming that De'Ara King is going to be 100% when he gets back? Everyone Tough. is hyping up Miami to no one, because if, De- if we knew De'Ara King was uninjured, unhealthy, you know, perfectly fine, I wouldn't be saying this right now, but Coming back from a knee injury is no joke. I saw with DeAndre Francois, who fractured his tibia, came the mm-hmm. same year. And you know what? The first game was that his, his game back. Oh, sorry, no, it wasn't the first game back. The first game back was Virginia Tech, but he did it against Alabama. You, mm-hmm. you start off game one against Alabama with De'Ara King, who is, a, what, what, 10 months now removed from an injury? Something along those lines? Like barely. seven or eight, yeah. yeah. Seven or eight. And you're expecting them to be the same quality as last year. And also, most of his thing was, you know, mobility. And not only that, you lose three defensive line prospects to the draft, two of them first-round picks. Your wide receivers, most of them are gone. Your best wide receiver is Mike Harley, who I have friends of mine down here in Miami, curse his name because he just can't catch a damn football, has hands for feet. Sorry, feet for hands. I mean, you got Bob Bolden. He's solid. <laughs> but yeah. I just don't understand how you guys automatically assume that Miami is going to be this great juggernaut if you have no idea what the hell De'Ara King is. Because behind him, you got Tyler Van Dyke, a, a redshirt freshman. Jake Garcia, a true freshman. Hayton Machoka, a walk-on. You, seriously, there's so many questions with this team. I don't know how everyone's like so, so enthralled with them. So I feel like, and only you know, devil's advocate because no one likes to show where everybody agrees all the time. I feel like people like Derek King's maturity, and they love how he carries himself, how he pretty much carries his team, and that's why they're so strong on him, like mentally tough. You know, he's going to be the guy that, comes back and wills himself to kind of get to that next level. So maybe that's why I people are so that. tuned into why they think Miami is going to be a good squad. That's, I can see that's that. What might yeah, yeah. I can see that because actually I like, I like Derek King a lot. I yeah. think you can tell definitely with this home field stuff he's doing, the way he talks about every story, you know, it's great. But my thing is that like, I understand where you think he has the mental toughness because he definitely is a mentally tough kid. If you've talked to mm-hmm. him, you've interviews, stories, stuff like that. But I just can't put so much stock and one person's knee when a lot of the reasons why we enjoy watching him play is athleticism and mobility and escapability in the pocket. So yeah. to me, that's why like, I'm not, I don't know why people are picking Miami to win the Coastal. That is just me. I don't think we would get 100% Derek King. I, I would love to be wrong. I love good football. I like it when Miami is better, honestly, because when we beat them and play them, it's more fun. But I just don't, me personally, I think they're way too overhyped. And that's more because I think, ironically, because of Derek King. Well, you know, I mean, I really just, I'm going to go, I'm going to agree with that. And I think that also when it comes to Miami, Manny Diaz, he had the, if you have an Achilles heel, all pun intended to UNC to where you can't beat Matt Brown, there's different conversations we need to have because there's no reason Carolina football should have put 50 up on you. Like there is that just, just, that was awesome. You know, that's a great transition into staying. I think Carolina is the most overhyped team in the ACC this season. And maybe this is going to be my, you know, auntie, big sis conversation so I could talk crap, so I could eat my words. And I would love to do that come the end of the season. But, God, 
we have not won anything for y'all to be so hyped on yourself. Like, I just, I don't get it. Like, yeah, we have a couple playmakers. Yeah, Javante Williams had a great breakout year. Yeah, Michael Carter had a great breakout year in 2020 when half of the whole country wasn't playing. Great. Now everything's back to business. Now everything is a nut license settle. Now everyone's had a spring. So no excuses. Like, if you're not playing with a chip on your shoulder, if you're acting like you already got it because Sam Howell, who has still, like, as much as he's setting records for himself, has not given us all the wins that we need, not trying to hear. Right? Like, I still see, I've seen Sam be hesitant in the pocket. I've still seen Sam make decisions where I'm like, you were kind of trying to play hero ball instead of trying to win the game. So I refuse to get hype on this Carolina train because we have not, we just have not done anything yet worth all the hype. Well, I, I will say that. I mean, you guys did lose 4,000 total yards of offense when you guys lost Michael Carter, Javante Williams, or was it Deami Brown? Deami Brown, Newsom. Daz Newsom. But I think the difference is you guys have a Heisman, like a legitimate Heisman contender at quarterback. You have, I, I watched a lot of Sam Howell film because he was committed to Florida State for, I want to say, a year and a half. And then Walt Bell did something behind closed doors. And I know where, hey, you guys know what? I'm going to stay home. And, you know, we're the Carolina Blue. You know what? Props to you, kid. You know, stay home. I did the same thing, came back home now. But the kid to me is Baker Mayfield. And mm. Baker Mayfield, you know, same size, same arm, same gunslinging attitude. And that's something that, you know, you can't replicate. And that's something that you can basically, your team, I think, is well coached enough to actually, to, put all your stock into this one kid, all your everything into this one kid, and he can carry you through. Like that's, I, that's why I have that much faith in Sam Howell. See, I like Sam. I'm not in love with Phil Longo, our, our offensive okay. coordinator. Not in love with Phil. Jay, Coach Jay Bateman on defensive side, like I think he does a great job. I think he definitely can identify the dogs in our, within our system. But, you know, Phil definitely gives me pause at times because I'm like, but I, I question the decision-making when it comes to some of these plays. So, yeah, you'd love to see another day. But I will say, when it comes to Sam versus Baker Mayfield, Sam has a lot more swagger, and he's not, like, corny. So that's the only way I give my – I got to give my guy some love there because Baker gets on my damn nerve. <laughs> Baker gets like, – see, I, I thought it was kind of – I mean, I thought Baker had a little nah, bit of swag. Baker gets I mean, on my damn nerve. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, Sam never has never had cheese. Was it steak or something? Never has never had cheeseburger or something like that? He doesn't need it. He's a Bojangles guy, right? He's, he's oh, yeah, that's right. He's I mean, all about listening. chicken, okay? Okay, so okay You okay, know when he has some chicken, I was like, okay, you might go ahead and might know some. Shout out Bojangles, you know, hey, speed <laughs> me real quick. Right, hey, listen, Bojangles, if you're listening, a Locked On ACC podcast would love a sponsorship deal. Man, I would eat Bojangles forever and ever if they gave us that deal. So <laughs> our lips to God's ears. But rounding out the show, Drizzy Drake, we all know that Florida State is your team, so we got to tell folks where they can find you and follow all of your work. So, folks, you guys can follow me at Tally underscore underscore Drake. Follow my co-host Max Moody at Max Moody 17. Follow our podcast, LO Seminoles, and also follow us at, at Knowles Anonymous. That's a collective. That's where we have our Discord. Where we can answer, ask questions, send us mail, and we are a fan first. People second, podcast is third, and let's go mail get a ring. We love to see it. And just so you guys know, we will be starting probably not next week, but soon enough, come season time, come football season, we will be on YouTube. So I'll send out all that information. Make sure you guys know on our socials at Locked On ACC. You guys can really follow us there. Ask us questions during the show. All of that good stuff will be live direct. So get excited for that. But more importantly, get excited for other opportunities to listen to Locked On Podcast Network. Strongly encourage you to hit up the Locked On Bets podcast we can know that your boy q and the handicapping expert lee sterling will always have you covered you can get daily picks blowout specials wrong team favorite picks and lee sterling's lock of the day follow the locked on bet podcast brought to you by betonline.ag 
wherever you get podcasts. Hope you guys have a smart and safe weekend. Stay safe out there. Please do whatever you can so we can get back outside for real. Until next time. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Mm -hmm.